This episode of the Crown Refs podcast is brought to you by RefereeStore.com. To save 15% on all United Attire products, enter Crown15 at checkout. We hope you enjoy this episode and do us one last favor before you listen. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs podcast. The audio experience for basketball officials. Serve the game. React versus response. Responding is undefeated versus reacting. I always see that matchup. Reactionary people are always wrong Mm -hmm. compared to the responders. Mm -hmm. So I like to say be a solution-based responder. Don't be a problem-based reactor. Coach says, during a break in the action, no more talking to the officials. That that guy's got it in for us. Okay. This is not a technical foul offense. By like blurting that like out like, in the open. He anyway. says it out loud. It's sure. Okay. That's a personal comment, right? We, I like the first part. Don't talk to the refs. That should that should have been the end of the sentence. Exactly. And then he says, because that guy has it in for us. Okay, so then and it's like, what did, did this happen in your game? No. Someone told me this story and I agree with him hundred percent that I would have I would have hit him, I would have teed him up. Oh absolutely. Out 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 loud. Open gym like, you know, like are you kidding? A lot has to do with how we give technical fouls, like um context of the game has he said anything else before what was the volume that he said it at what was the distance that he said it at who else heard it a lot of factors that were determined right Mm -hmm. Um, but based on what you just told me that's a that's a personal comment he's bringing he's making it personal and he's losing his professionalism there with that comment and he's saying it in an unprofessional way out loud so everybody can hear it and this is one of the older Coaches, it's out. just a foul, Vinny. Yeah. Vinny. It's a foul. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a technical foul, aka just another foul. Mm-hmm. But we make it the biggest deal, we, and it and it becomes a crutch for us because there's a fear factor involved with people not penalizing that behavior. It's easily penalizable, if that's even a word, mm-hmm. right? Because sportsmanship is the number one point of emphasis this year. So why are we what we permit, we promote. I, I was just saying that. The, I think these coaches should get like a, like when they have a game day, like an automatic reminder email should go to them about like their responsibility, you know. Content, that's what it is, content, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I'm doing with, with my content, right? But more content that raises awareness on proper etiquette and behavior. So yes, that is a freaking great idea, by the way. <laughs> I'm serious, an email reminder every day. I just put out something the four roles of the game. What is your role, right? That was the title of the newsletter. There's four roles of the game. There's a player, which his his or her job is to play hard for their team throughout the ups and downs of the game mm-hmm. with good sportsmanship. Right. There's the referee. Their job is to maintain safety, um, fairness, and the integrity of the game. There's the coach. Their job is to be a positive leader for their players and coach their team. And the spectator's role is to positively cheer on their team. That is the most simplest definition of, the, of our jobs out here, mm-hmm. right? 
but we have coaches that are forgetting their roles. That's why I like to use that kind of framework as a as a model to respond to these coaches sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like I'm saying, like even the, in the pregame, like it's like if you, if I mean, even here, I'm thinking about it. Like, what could I actually say to a coach? Like, you know, you guys play. You guys, you know, players play. Coaches coach. You know. And we're going to do our best to officiate this game to the best of our ability. You know, but like, it's like I'm directing and I... What, what, I what, what are you speaking about specifically there? Just How the, do you say what? How do you respond to that? No, like in, in, in our pregame, like how would I try our, to like make that reminder? Oh, have you, have you heard my cap? You're speaking about the captain's meeting, right? Mm-hmm. The coaches and captain's meeting? Yeah. Yeah, we have, we have a, basically a template for that. The template is, and I'll, and I'll say it now, this is what I'm going to say with the coaches and captains, verbatim. Right? Um, guys, real quick, just wanted to uh, let you know that sportsmanship is the number one point of emphasis this season. This season. White's going to talk to white. Blue's going to talk to blue. Remember, if we talk to you, we're trying to help you out. Besides that, respect each other, respect us, and respect the game. Coaches, we're very approachable if you have a question and you ask it at the right time. But besides that, we expect professional and respectful communication you guys good is that fair end of meeting that's great that is it that's the answer See, my, so, so mine, is, yeah, mine is usually okay. <clears throat> no baiting no taunting no trash talk okay 100% sportsmanship 100% effort okay you don't need to leave, leave that you can delete that part mm-hmm. I love the first two but the effort, that's their coach's job to tell them about their effort. That's, we're not concerned with their effort. Mm-hmm. What could you add? Or and, then, and then, of course, I, you know, the, bound, you know, the boundaries. I would delete the boundaries and the basket. And the basket. Talk about sportsmanship. That's it. Don't talk about subs. Don't talk about the lights. Yeah. Well, I the, say the, the clocks, the lines. I say sportsmanship and effort. That's usually my thing. No trash talking, no baiting, no taunting. 100% effort. Sportsmanship, hundred percent, and then I go on to the, about the the boundaries. Then I talk about remember, fellas, you know it's a it's a one hot stuff. It's a one touch. After that, after your first touch, it's all it's all feet and hands up. You know, there's no you know. So I wouldn't even get into all the hand checking. I, this is my recommendation to you. If no, I fine. would tell this it's to fine. anybody that it's, gave me that last. It's fine, right? I'm just trying to help you refine a couple of things because I think you have um, a really good pregame, right? So. Um, don't remember we're not remember our role in the game it's not to coach them mm-hmm. it's not to give them any kind of feedback as, as far as from a coaching perspective we want to be that kind of rule based entity in the game so like what you said about taunting no taunting no baiting now what do you say to the coaches because they're standing there do you direct do you say anything directly to the coaches I tell the coaches uh, make sure before everyone and you know before guys come on the court or when you're subs make sure they're ready to play shirts tucked in you know but what's more important, their shirts being tucked in or the coach being respectful? That's the issue. Mm-hmm. That's the topic. The topic is not their t-shirts. We don't, I understand we don't want to be the uniform police, yeah. but in that moment you have them, you have them for 30 seconds. What I did was I, I established clear communication guidelines. Is it very clear what we expect? Mm-hmm. So let me, let's play it out, right? Now the game starts. Now we have a coach who's yelling across the court twice. That's a travel. That's a foul. Now, after the next time out, I go up to that coach and I say, Coach, 
we already spoke in the pregame about respectful and professional communication. So what I'm doing is now I'm rehashing that first mm-hmm. conversation. That's our leverage. We can rehash it. Right. It's going to serve as an instant reminder to this coach now. So let me finish. Coach, we already spoke about respectful and professional communication. Shouting comments, we're not going to tolerate. If you have a question at a good time, we can answer it. Like right now. Oh, I like how you're, vo- I like how you're showing more respect now. This is how we have to speak. I'm playing it out like he started to de-escalate and right. calm down. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I thought the last play, uh, my guy got hit. Okay, yeah. coach, yes, there was contact. I ruled it to be incidental contact at that time. I didn't have anything illegal. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And then conversation is over. So now, and I'm not saying, maybe his shouting was a technical foul. I'm just giving you multiple scenarios. Sure. So now, let's say... In this context of this conversation of a hypothetical game that we're talking about, me and you right, right. now, we have a pregame with the coaches that we've established this. They violated that. We reestablished it again and responded with, um, well, with what I communicated to you following their timeout. So mm-hmm. those two things. If it happens again, it's a technical foul. We've already drawn the line. <clears throat> and that's it. Then I had one of the, well, in my, I had a game with uh, this, well, same coach, but on my game, the same, the senior coach. He's going to tell me that I ignored his timeout. And I'm almost certain I was the, I was the trail. Ball goes in. I'm pretty sure he's maybe middle of his bench, if not at the end of his bench, watching the ball go in, right? So I'm going, now I'm in transition. I'm going, now we have a foul on the other end. He's going to tell me, you know, out loud, then you ignored, you ignored my timeout. I was, I was yelling time. Jim is loud. I didn't, he wasn't even near me, you know? Now, previous, maybe a couple of possessions before that, the opposing coach, he knows if I get a make, I want a timeout. What does he tell my partner? He says, Freddie, timeout on the make. Timeout on the make. Could have told me the same thing on the other end, you know? Okay. Then on the make, I want, I, want a t- I want a timeout on the make. But you don't got to worry about what he could have done differently. It's all about how you respond to what the coach said. So... Well, basically, I told him, I said, I certainly didn't, you certainly weren't near me. You don't have to prove to him in that moment. You just bring him the information. Coach, you wanted a timeout. I did not hear you. Mm-hmm. When or when I did hear you, there was no team control. Right. That's that. That's the end of that conversation. Don't even scratch your head. Because right now you're scratching your head. See, I don't like, like that they do it out loud. I don't like that they do it out loud. You know? It's like they don't even like say, you know... Like, go over... No one likes that they do it yeah, out loud. Yeah. That's what we're working on changing. Right? I get it. Yeah. And, the, and the industry is frustrated. We've been frustrated. It's it, There's a lot of poison in the system. Right? But I'm here to help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here I to appreciate help. it. No. And let me just tell you, I appreciate all of like your interaction with the Crown Rush content. I know you're, you watch it a lot, and and you uh, you know you send me messages. That's good so stuff, thank man. You. I hope it's. I, and I see all the you. I see all the new people. I read I read what they say. You know, I read their comments and everything. How it's helped them. And it's like you know, it's giving them confidence and all. Is it the, 
was really good stuff. That's why I always tell you, like, continued success. Yeah, and, you know, it's really sure. great, you know? It's funny. It's uh, it's interesting to talk to you about it because you're honestly probably the second ref that I work with consistently. Like, we got Joey. Joey's, mm -hmm. like, the first one, and then I'm like, Vinny. So tell me, like, how has it been from your perspective, knowing me way before I ever... People you know, always ask me. They said, how's... I said, you know what? I said, Paul, the way Paulie refs is the way Paulie played. He always was focused. He never made, you know, a missed call, get him bent or out of, out of... You remember, oh, you remember me from Men's League? From Men's League. Oh, okay, in, interesting. In, in Club Fit. Wow. Net, and, they said, and then the people asked me to, how did he play? I said, he's a great ball, Paulie Cabal. <laughs> you know, I used to tell... I was 22 me, in that league. People told me, I said, Paulie Cabal, you know, so... But yes, that's what I basically tell people. I said, and, and all the stuff that he's doing, I never, I said that he just eats this stuff up and now he's, he's, he's giving it back and he became like all into the rules, you know? And so, you know, it's fun. It's fun helping people. Mm -hmm. And I realized my role, the foundation of what I'm doing is teaching, right? That's what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. You know, and without teaching, I wouldn't be a good ref. Without teaching and being a good ref, I wouldn't be good at teaching officials. So it's all come full circle for me now and I get great enjoyment that's great. out of helping human beings be better, whether that's on a basketball court, but more importantly, I want to impact people way differently and way more, be way, way more impactful than just a, a good referee coach, you know? Because I think I'm onto something with my yeah, mindset. And if people say like, how do you, why do you, I said, it's because I love, I love this game. I love this game, you know, and I'm a student of the game, and, you know. This game when I was growing up was basically all I had, you know. I'm one of, I'm one of ten. Mm. Yeah. I didn't have an allowance. Wow. <laughs> I tell my sons all the time, if you ask friends that I grew up with, they would say, if you ask them, where's your dad? And they'll tell you, wherever the ball's bouncing. And I was, I was never a really good player. I just played a lot. Matter of fact, I just told this girl I took home from Immaculate today on the bus. She's a freshman, but she plays varsity. She's about 5'11", maybe even six foot tall, you know, and she's such, we had a nice conversation. Says, says, you know, I said, I just love the game, you know, so. That's great to see you, you know, all these years later, um, still really passionate about it. And now you're doing a lot of varsity games, which I'm really oh, happy Oh, then a recreation, about. forget, I tell them all the time, I said, God, you know, I, I understand having fun with your boys, it's fun, It's this is fun time, but don't disrespect my game. Don't be going up and down court because, you know, it's a blowout, hoisting up threes and not playing anymore, because then, like, you know, what are we doing here, you know? So, so, when, so when they will disrespect the game, and they will, the key for us is how are we going to respond to that? It's all about responding versus reacting. Mm. I did a podcast, episode 48. That's what I named it. And Verbal Judo was the first um, system that introduced me to that concept. That's kind of how I started going down my mindset journey. It was actually with Verbal Judo, both from a communication perspective and from like a mindset. But that react versus response. Responding is undefeated versus reacting. I always see that matchup and react, reactionary people or decisions are always wrong mm. compared to the responders. Mm. So I like to say like be a 
be a um, a solution based responder. Don't be a problem based reactor. Let that sink. Yeah. Right. And that can apply to everything. And when you apply it specifically to refereeing, makes. I know. Sometimes I I like to try to like. No, don't don't get like that. The one you did about on that level. Which one? Don't. Where like the like a child like a kid yelling, Mm. and I'm sort of that's the way I like to go. I say, say, if I I say, there's no need to yell. I'm standing right here. You know, what you know, what's you know, let me know what's going. Oh, you know, and then I'm trying to de-escalate it right immediately. You know, right. I think you have to be great at de-escalating, but I think sometimes we go too far, and we think that's the only role in that moment is to just de-escalate when it's we should just penalize it. We're, we're constantly talking people, coaches out of technical fouls. We put so much effort in talking them out of technical fouls. That's you got to know the point and the balance where it's not your call anymore or that that you know like we got to use the rule book there mm-hmm. there's no more communication strategies and what did I ask, this was this was important because me and Mark Farrell in our, our Yorktown game one of the assistant coach for the to the visitor seemed like every break in the action was like questioning something you know how many times be specific. exactly no no I'm asking you be specific more than two or three times? more Great. than two that's a pattern so this is the assistant coach? Yeah. Okay, let me just stop you right there. I don't even need to hear anything else. The assistant cannot yell at the officials. The first No, time. he's not yelling. He's like waiting for timeout, right? Yes. And then he's going to come over to me and say, "You know, you didn't I, I didn't see you count your No, 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 no. That conversation is invalid. We don't have that conversation. They come up to us at that point, they can ask a respectful question. That sounds like, "Hey Vinny, you called a charge down there. I just wanted to find out what my defender did wrong so I could tell the coach." Right. That's a conversation we entertain. When he comes up to you and starts evaluating and critiquing you on your signaling, mm-hmm. that's not a conversation we have. We gotta be stronger there and say, coach, 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 if you have a specific question about why your team committed a foul, I can have that conversation with you. I'm not having this conversation right now, okay? Thank you. Well, then we had a, con- a good one about um, three-point corner, three. Balls loose. Gather. He thought the gather was a travel. Of course I, he did. I said, there's no control on a gather. So I really don't care what his feet are doing. He's gathering the ball. He's gathering. And as I'm explaining, his eyes just keep getting bigger. And his mouth, I go, like, I know I'm not, like, I'm, I'm going to explain it out of what I saw. And he's still not going to go with it. He's still going to think it was a travel. You're saying that look he gave you made you feel that? Or you just are doubtful that he's going to like your response? No, I'm just saying that I know my the way I saw it. I'm respecting him. He's an assistant. And I'm respecting his question. And I'm explaining to him, this is what I saw. I saw a gather. Guy play up gathered the ball. And he jumped. And he shot the ball. Well, what? I go, no. I said, there was no control 
There's no player control. There's no control when he's got, but he's like, go more specific. There's no player control. It's all. I said, there's no control in a gather. And he's not believing it. I said, well, I said, I said, as you can see, this, just, I, this, just to clarify, on your play, there was no control in the gather because of a fumble. Right. Okay. I want to. The ball. Just right. for the people. The ball is the ball is loose. Understood. That's yeah. it. A fumble is a legal play. So it's a legal loss of control. So then I said, I said, well, I said, I, I said, I could, I could see by your face. I told him, I said, I could see by your face that you're not, that you, you you're still thinking that it was a travel. So pretty much the conversation is over. Good. Next. We got we to gotta be better at exiting conversations. When you feel like it's not going anywhere else, I exit. I get to, I get to control when I go talk to a coach, how long I talk to See, a coach I for. That, that I don't talk to assistants. You know, I'm not that rough. I know, and I'm not either. I don't, and I don't want to be that rough. You know, but uh, you know, no. We, like I said, I laid it perfectly out for you. We can talk to assistants, no problem. But there has to be that professional um, content. There has to be professional conduct, right? Mm. They have to do it in a professional way. Um, and then we have the leverage if they don't to then make sure it doesn't happen again. So go, let's get back to your play. The coach. Came up to you, you said three times, the assistant came up to you at three different timeouts? Yeah, he told me one time about my close, you know, are, are you giving me, I don't see you like a close. And, you know, I'm so, I'm so consistent with closely guarded because I, I, I appreciate defense. So, like, that was like. So what was your response to him? I said, I, I, says, I really don't think you're looking at me that closely then because, you know, I have certainly have been given. Oh no, I'm not saying you're doing all that. Just a couple of times. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. AKA goodbye. Mm. But the, they're going to question us. So we can't react when they do. That's coming. That, be ready for that, though. Like, I don't want to see it get in your head. No. Not that it is. I had an inbound last night. And I'm pretty good about that, too. I hear. I hear coach yelling a play. I'm pretty much understand. Well, our stack is pretty much universal. So yeah, I hear, I hear him yelling stack. But how long are we gonna stand here? Me ready to administer the ball? Okay, stack. So I see activity. Okay, no problem. I can, I, I can handle. I can wait for you. Get him a second or two. Get, get it. So and we help. You know, we're doing our best. It's a blowout, trying our best to help this, you know, to manage the game. Next thing you know, get a foul. Go, and this guy's, I'm going to go over to the table. And after the table, he's going to give me, he's down by 25. You know, you didn't give me a chance to call a play there. I said, I said, coach, I really think that's pretty unfair. I said, I've been pretty good about, you know, Putting the ball back in play, you know. I didn't, you know. He said, "No, you did. You did." And like, it's basically obviously he was just like a little frustrated that his boys were getting killed, you know. So I just, you know, I just let him say what he had to say, and I say, "Well, I think that's absurd, but you know." You said absurd. Yeah. So. You got any other questions uh, about plays that you've been seeing, hearing about, that you want to ask about or discuss? Plays in particular plays? Or 
Has this been helpful so far? Yeah, it's been great. Great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's helping me too. No, I mean, these are things I think about, you know? And even when I leave, you know, I leave the game, I think about, you know, I think about certain things, plays, if I missed it or not. You watch the film? Local Live? It's great, great tool. Yeah. I don't like looking at myself, but I do. Especially if I'm, if I have a quit, if I think that I missed something. Yeah, but the more you look at yourself, the better you'll get, and then the less harder it will be to look at yourself. <laughs> <laughs> because no one likes looking at themselves when they first start. I mean, I didn't. I could only speak for myself, but I've heard a lot of, you know, officials with that same reaction. So, uh, do you want do you want me to be the art tonight? Yeah, you can be yeah? The art, okay, sure. cool. So we'll have a little pregame. Um, cover a couple things. Stop me at any time if you want to add or, or ask a question, but I think we'll just start with sportsmanship. So, right, the, the captain's meeting will lay down that framework. Um, we want to be approachable with the coaches. We want to give them an ear if they're asking, um, you know, a, a legit question at the right time. Um, so let's try to get over to them, um, de-escalate, provide rule-based explanations, short conversations, right? Um, let's not allow the coach to shout across the court at us. So if he shouts across the court at you, that now becomes my responsibility as the table side official to now that's now my conversation, right? So I'm going to go manage there. Um, if we have to give a warning, because remember in high school, we have an official sportsmanship warning. It's a great tool that I think everybody should utilize earlier, better earlier than later too. first quarter warning. Like if we have multiple, if a trend has started with the coach shouting, right, we can go right to a warning and then provide a response after that, or just get away based on the temperature of that moment. But, um, if we have a warning, we, we stop the game, make it official, I'll look at you, I'll let you know, or vice versa. Um, if we have to, yesterday we had, a, you know, the, a player was trash talking a little bit. He was coming right under the radar. It was very low-key, subtle. It was just under, like, a technical foul. I feel like it wouldn't have been just. But he's doing too much. So I went up and I let the coach know that, you know, that your player is, is uh, talking to the other team after his buckets. Mm -hmm. And then I went up to him and asked him, you know, to just let your game do the talking. And he was very nice about it. However, he just continued to do it a couple more times. And again, it was just under the radar stuff. But the the point of that is we brought we brought the information to the coach as a courtesy. Um, let's, let's be proactive and talk to the players if we see any kind of unsportsmanlike conduct. You see players starting to talk to each other. Uh, maybe it doesn't rise to the level of technical foul, but we want to definitely talk to those players. Um, we don't have to get over and talk to the coach. Sometimes I will provide a, do it as a courtesy and also to let the coach now manage the, the player and kind of uh, hand off duties to the coach. Um, you know, let's just be patient, right? And, um, plays to the basket, try to let plays start, develop, finish, and then decide. I think we blow the whistle too much. I think overall, like just referees, we just stop the game too much for incidental contact. Mm. What's your thoughts on that? I agree. I tried to let them, you know, uh, let them play. I mean, you know, basic, you know, stuff, you know, you know, I mean, if the defense is getting the, if the defense is securing the rebound and it gets a little, you know, a little, a little push or a little, if it didn't really affect anything, I'm letting, I'm letting that go. Just like the player going to the hoop, Great. going to the basket. And sometimes the coach will even say, you know, and I said, I, I got you. I said, oh. Um, he didn't lose control, and even to sometimes the player will ask me, 
And I'll say, would you have rather that I blew my whistle before you had the guy beat and you scored? You, if you wanted me to blow my whistle, once he put that hand on you and inhibited you, obviously not enough when you got to the basket. We're not, you don't have a bucket now, we're going to have two free throws, you know, so, so, and they, they understand, you know, like players, when players approach me and they ask me, you know, or like last night with a, I had a block, he said, he said, Vin, did I get there late? He said, Kovrev, did I get there late? I said, not by much. I said, but you know, you, he already was going, he was already on the move, you know, and you, you got in his path and... But it was close, you know, but you know, it's okay. So I tried to let them know that I am approachable. I'm not gonna ignore them, you know? Obviously there are times when you'll say, you'll, you'll tell them what you thought and they're gonna say, they're still gonna disagree. But most times at it, most times it's like, they get it, mm. you know? <clears throat> so those are two good examples of play types that you pointed to with the defensive rebound where they get kind of like bumped, but there's no, they don't get knocked off their balance or is there's no possession consequence. That's a concept called possession consequence. So we don't want to stop those plays, right? Um, you know, in a two person game, we have to cover the court a little bit more. And there may be times where one of us has, has to step out of our primary. I'm sure it'll happen. Um, if it happens right in front of me, I may be stacked. I maybe have four players in front of me. You may be 30 feet away, but you might have a clean look. So just mm -hmm. knowing the times in the games, when one of us might be stacked or, uh, you know, make a crew saving call. Like, if you see something right in my face, I, I missed it, come get it. I was explaining that to a guy, one of the guys in the gym. I said, there's times like, you know, if my partner has a clear view, you know, he, I, he, I'm confident with him. I'm with him 100%. The only time that I feel like if I have to help from the trail is if, yeah, Maybe he didn't, now there's too many people in front of him, you know, and, and still, I still trying to get better at it when I do have it to keep coming to it, you know, to make, come to it. Like, I know I got it because obviously either it's a hit in the head or hit in the face, you know, obviously you're the lead. You've got three, four guys in front of you. You're not going to see that, you know. Or a push in, or a push on the way to the basket, you know, you're not going to see that. So, again, rule of thumb: come to it. If I'm going to take it from the trail, I should be coming to it. This way, I'm going to, I'm selling it hard and confident, and everyone knows that I got it. I saw it. You know. Yeah, I try to not have. Uh, excuse me. I try to have whistle discipline. Um, when I don't have a clean look, I will not blow the whistle if I'm stacked or I don't have an open look. Mm -hmm. Even if a guy gets crushed, like I'm not going to guess. Mm -hmm. It's one of my things. I don't guess. Um, so again, just knowing those times, it could happen in transition yeah. when I'm the lead and I'm run and I'm, maybe I haven't caught up to the end line and you know, the play is on the weak side for me. You're going to have a better look at it than me calling from across the paint. So yeah, not calling across the paint in the lead position when we're stacked, right? Sometimes we'll have a wide open look, it'll be easy call. Sometimes when the ball is above the rim or the backboard could also act as an obstruction. What's your what's your point of view with full court, well, full court pressure on the dribbler, you're coming, you're the trail. Me, my philosophy, 
I wait for the ball to pass the foul line. Now if the ball is making a beeline, the dribble is going on the other side of, like towards the lead. I'm staying with that. I'm staying with that dribble. I'm going to go, I'm going to stay with it as long as, is. well, pretty much all the way to half court. I'm going to stay with it. What, what do you think about that? Because I had the other, the other night. I'm gonna step. I'm gonna stay in line with the ball, or or a step behind the ball. Right. Wherever the ball is, on trail. That's where, that's where I'm gonna be at. In mm-hmm. line or a step behind. Right. And you. And but you're gonna you're gonna stay true to it, all the way with, until it gets to half court. I'm just where, wherever. Actually, that's that's wherever on the court. Okay. In trail, mm-hmm. unless it drops below the like the 28 foot. Where now I'm not. That's not in consideration to me. Rotate down See, to then, the end line. And of course, needless the first time I turn, because the, these kids are full, and I said, you know, I said, watch the first time I'm going to turn around and and get to my get get down to the block. There's going to be a crash. Lo and behold, I good. T- I turn around, and there's the crash. You know, my the trail. Didn't go with the ball, you know. He felt that he was too far away from it. So I told him, I said, I said, no, I said, the ball, wait for the ball to get over the foul line and then you stay with it, you know. This way, you easily could have picked that up and not feel that you were too far away from it to take it or that it was my side of the court. If you would have stood, if you would have stood with it, you saw it. Plain as day, and you and you would have had it, you know. So, um, so yeah, that's a little bit about coverage uh, in the lead position in a two person. I do not rotate across the paint. I know you probably know that about me. I don't. I don't rotate to go strong side and like you would in a three person. I stay on the. Um, I stay on the weak side in lead. You know what I'm talking about when the ball goes in the post yeah. and the lead will rotate over just like you would in a three person game. You see some official that still do that. In, person. Uh, like I, I an inbound, like I like I'll go to where I'll go whatever. Not on an coming. inbound. Oh, no, okay. I'm just speaking in a half court set where there's a post play. Okay. Most most specifically, that's the play type I see it mm-hmm. most. So I'll I'll stay on that weak side. Um, the trail official is going to have the best look on basket interference and goaltending. However, in a two person game, one of us has to get it, so it could be the lead. Right? There's just less optics in a two person. They don't have that second outside I, official. Last time I was here, I had a. I had a block. Obviously, the visitors <clears throat> thought it was a goaltend. I'm pretty much calling that play from. I had to be right around the circle. Kid is making a beeline. I said, I know this kid is going after the ball. He wants to block this. He wants to block this big time. He's just making a beeline. I saw it clear as to me, clear as day. The ball was still going up. And the kid put it, the, the defender hit it on the backboard. Of course, parents for the visitors jumping up and down. Coach joins the party, you know. Oh, you missed that one, you missed that. Then during a timeout, it's going to be like a wise guy too. He said, oh, P.S., your partner, your, your partner said you kicked that call. That's a borderline tackle of foul, baby. You know what? And I said to myself, that... In my head, I'm saying to myself, you know what? My partner never said that. You probably took whatever he said, which probably he said was, you know what? 
That was Vince's call. Can I'm I, not looking. Can I'm I give you an easy there. solution to that response? Very simple. Coach, I would never be disrespectful about your assistant coaches. Please don't talk about my my teammates like that. Mm. But um, and he's trying to weaponize your partner against yeah. you. Don't. That's invalid. Right. Don't. And, don't I, even I, allow. I, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe it for a second because so, you know. Um, we had a play the other night where it was three fouls basically in in one second. It was a it was a shooting foul in transition, and then we had an immediate retaliation based off that hard foul by the opponent. Bump, dead ball, contact, technical foul, mm-hmm. um, or in high school just a technical foul, um, and then we had clapping in the face. Uh, right, so we have three fouls: common foul, technical foul, technical foul. If we have these type of plays, we immediately send the teams to their bench. Right, we have a flagrant foul, and then the kid gets up and in their face. No, no, no. Boop, 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 boop. Ten whistles, ten go to your benches, ten waves, mm. all of that. So that's our our um, time to uphold the, the the safety of the game, and that's the best tactic to do that if we're both on the same page. So let's just recognize if we do have that play type. Yeah, we might be getting a late fee tonight, Vinny. What happened? I'm not, we'll never know. It doesn't matter. We're getting we're getting a late fee. Oh wow! <laughs> Incredible. Um, so I oh so game. We'll find out who game management is, right? And this is something I don't do enough of. And I'm I'm glad I'm bringing this up. And I'm glad that I did this yesterday because I used it as a tool. Um, gentleman who's wearing the security guard uh, uniform. You know, he was obviously the game game site supervisor. I went up to him during the pregame, during warm-ups. I said, sir, are you in charge of, uh, you know, this gymnasium? You're going to be the site supervisor? Yes, I am. I said, great. My name is Paul. Um, I said, you know, if we have to warn a fan, a spectator, or we have to remove them, I'm going to blow my whistle and I'm going to call you over. And if you could either warn them or remove them, I would really appreciate that. That's just something we don't do enough because when it does happen, which it did, the parents of the visiting team started shouting multiple, multiple parents started shouting multiple calls or insults, excuse me, insults at the referees on like consecutive, consecutive possessions. So they did it during a dead ball when the gym was quiet. Boop, 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 boop. Security, security, do me a favor. This section right here, if any one of them again shouts at the officials, they're going to have to miss the last two minutes of this game. And then immediately the athletic director comes, the security guard comes, three adults come, they go sit over, my job is done. But guess what? It's not happening again. We don't have to listen to that. But people are just scared to go through that process of what I just did. Putting themselves in front of the entire gym, stopping the game, right? We don't want to have to do that. I get it. Unfortunately, that's part of the job. And if we ignore it, it gets worse for the next ref. I agree. I agree. So, great stuff. You gonna go brush your teeth? Yeah. All right. Great pregame. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Serve, serve the game? Always. Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs Podcast. Serve the game.